All right, here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Laura Canfield Show, the Awaken the Happiness Now Global Series. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And today, Berth Herndobler is back with us. It's like she was here last year, but it was like back in April of last year. So it feels like so long ago. So she's back with us today. And we're going to be talking about soul retrieval, healing beyond the illusion of separation. And for those of you who don't know, um, Beth, she, like I said, she was with us last year. We had a wonderful show, so much fun, such a high vibe show. I loved it. And she is a former trial attorney turned energy healer and intuitive spiritual counselor. Beth is a master sacred geometrist and uses these creation symbols in her energy healing practice. She's also a certified intuitive strategist, medium and divine channel who communicates with your higher self, spirit guides, angels, and ancestors for messages and guidance. And Beth combines this guidance with a breakthrough energetic technique that identifies and clears blocks and stuck points and patterns quickly so you can open to a life lived on purpose in abundance with ease and grace. So today we're gonna, we have a, a jam-packed show. There's so much we're gonna do, uh, so much we're gonna talk about and some of what we are going to experience, I guess you could say on the show is, you know, our frequency is gonna be tuned up. We're gonna tap in and learn how to tap into and receive needed support uh, to move into what is what more is possible for us with ease and grace why it is easier than you think to establish daily practice to awaken and expand, and how to use the power of your breath and being in the present moment to move through shifts, changes. And there's a lot of changes, there's a lot of challenges, there's a lot of chaos going on right now. So that is really important. And so that we can be lifted up instead of being taken out. We're gonna talk about and, and have a deeper knowing that no matter what the circumstances and temporary outward appearances, and I will say whatever is happening is temporary, your life is and has been and will be well. So I'm so glad, Beth, that you're back with us and to share your wisdom, your teachings, and your experiences. Um, so glad you're here. Welcome back. Thank you. It is lovely to be here with you and your beautiful community. And I can't believe that it was April because it, that's not even a year ago. And that feels like a lifetime ago. Exactly. Any time is just really warping in very amazing ways. And I'd like to say, Linda, minus 10 degrees where you are, where are you? Some, Linda put that in the chat and that's way too cold. I'm in Pasadena, <laughs> California, and I, I spent Christmas in Chicago and it got down to, I think, 13 degrees the day I was leaving. And I thought, you know, this is just too much. And I grew up Wisconsin. Oh, Linda. Yes. I have a friend in Wisconsin who was telling me back when I was in Chicago uh, over the holidays, it was minus, I think, 13 or minus 20 where she is um, near Camp Douglas. So stay warm, my friend. Stay warm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, luckily for me, you know, we're in the plus Celsius degrees here. So it's like 35, 40 ish, 40 ish, I guess Fahrenheit. So it's not too bad, right? I can deal with that. I just wish we had some more sun. We're missing the sun. And so when I'm missing the sun for a few days, I'm like, ah, I need it. I need the sun. So that's the only thing with, with Vienna, Austria area. It's gray, gray for like three months. <laughs> well, you won't have the bug problems that we have here because with never really, very rarely getting below freezing, 
we don't ever, the bugs don't ever, I don't want to say kill, be killed, but I guess that is what happens. They, they, just, they never go away. They don't fall asleep. <laughs> that's right. They don't fall asleep. So there, there are always, there's always a way to look at things. Um, a friend once said, there are many views to the canyon. So, ah, oh, Taos, my dear Anna, you're 45, a balmy. Yes, it's, it's interesting, too, that with the technology that we have, I love how we can connect all across the globe and share in this present moment experience from our different vantage points. And for whatever reason that the weather has come up at the beginning of this call, it's, it's just a lovely divine illustration of that idea of the, there's many views to the canyon. We're all here. We're all together in this moment. We're all present. And one is minus 10 and one is 45. And then the rest of us are wherever we are. And it just shows that if you use the power of the present moment, everything is and will be well always, no matter what's Absolutely. going on. Totally. I totally agree. And that's the thing is about how can we stay in the present moment, especially when there's all this chaos and challenges and stuff going on, right? That's, we get kicked out of the present moment because we go into worry, we go into anxiety, we go into fear, we go in, you know, so so much other stuff than the present moment. Because in the present moment, we're fine, right? That's right. And, you know, the thing I've been experiencing lately, I don't know about anybody else, is that I forget to do, I mean, the, the stress of what we've all gone through in whatever way we've gone through it in the last couple of years. And I'm not really focusing on the pandemic, though obviously that's the inescapable elephant in the room, but I'm more focused on the energy and the shifts and changes, the linear time shifts, everything is shifting. And it, is easy because of the stress on your nervous system to forget to do what you know to do to be in the present moment. I can't tell you how many times I've caught myself just in the past week, like, I just did that. I just said that. Wow. If I'd have taken a breath, if I'd have felt my legs on the chair, my feet on the seat, if I had taken the time to rub my fingertips together, all of this, or tap myself. And I'm not even talking about EFT tapping, but just coming back into your body helps you come into the present moment and to be. And if, and it's, and I forget. And so then the thing, the, the, the issue is, and how you move past separation and duality, you can't judge yourself then. You have to say, oh, okay, thank you. Just thank you to everything, always. It shifts the center of your gravity, in, in a sense, back to the present moment out of either leaning forward or over to the side or back to wherever the wor worry, the fear, the stress, the anger. I mean, that's what's been coming up for me in the last couple of weeks is I spike to anger like that. And that is very unusual for me. I was watching a law program the other day and realized that's what got me through that time in my life 
was that fighting, that that the anger the, that fueled me forward, whatever I was, whatever aspect of the law that I was practicing at the time, there's always something that you're fighting for. And I don't have that that opposition present in my life anymore. And yet my ego deep inside all the crud that's coming up to be cleared has been prompted by all the stuff that's going on and what's happening in my own personal life to create that opposition that is so comfortable for the ego by me snapping. And if I had simply taken a breath, if I had just taken one moment and done that, I mean, everyone just place your hand, one hand on your heart and the other on your belly connecting your heart brain and your gut brain and close your eyes and take a breath in, drawing the breath in from the earth up through your feet. Pause briefly at the top and then exhale with a little bit of sound, just letting go of everything that isn't right here, right now. And as you sit there, I guess we're doing a mini activation right now, but as you sit there, imagine a sacred eight, a vertical sacred eight looping around your solar plexus and your sacral, your gut brain, and up over your heart brain. Infuse it with gold. And just breathe into it for a moment. And you can continue in that manner or you can open your eyes. But that you don't need to go that drastic every time. I mean, really, just one of the easiest things, rubbing your thumb and your index finger together is just enough that you can feel the ridges of your fingertips, wiggling your toes in your shoes. Simple techniques that just stop the ego from running amok and slamming you with its sort of nothing is right. It's all falling apart. And if you can only remember and catch yourself, you can save yourself a lot of angst. And for the times you don't remember, leave yourself alone. You know, you would, you would be, be as kind as you would be to your best friend exactly. or a stranger on the street. If yeah. you saw someone having a hard time and, you know, Let's just say you're in a store, you're in a grocery line, and they're having trouble with something trying to check out. And they, they're there for a while and they get agitated and they just sort of, you know, this is ridiculous. You're probably going to say, you're right, it is. Because the person, whatever's happening, justifies that response in the 3D human realm. And yet you're not going to say, man, are you ignorant? You know better. How can you be who you are and let all this happen and go off like that? You have to forgive yourself every time, every time. Because when you don't, you're creating more of that same oppositional energy of duality and separation. You want to just bring yourself back to yourself and trust and allow you are entitled to go off and make a mistake and as, as the same way as anybody else. So Absolutely. I know a couple people have said in the chat, yes, yes, yes. So I guess I'm not alone in this. There's also some, I am not an astrologer, but I have a bunch of them in my family and I've tried many times to learn, but it just, it's just not my language, which is hard because it, it's the soul language of us all. I mean, it's the energy 
of what's happening out there and therefore what's happening in here. And, and yet not knowing it, I have had to learn to trust. And then I call them and say, Hey, what's going on? Because it's really, the energy is really fierce and really ragged. So I can't tell you, I know Neptune and Pluto are doing some stuff. Mercury's in retrograde. Bottom line, the energy is prompting us all to kind of break up all the crud that's underneath. So for example, I was referring to how, um, Mars, thank you, Ellen. Mars is very strong at the moment. And that is fiery energy of fighting and anger and all that that kind of um, attack sort of energy It's is part of Mars. And we have to be mindful of that because whether I have many people, even clients who say, you know, I don't really believe in astrology. It doesn't matter. Do you believe in gravity? It doesn't matter if you believe in gravity. It's still keeping your feet on the earth. So don't believe in it, but allow what is happening to be a part of your frame of reference so that, again, you're, you're going easier on yourself. It's not always your fault. It's really, there is no fault, but want to look yeah. at it that way. It's not, it's not all you. And yet, what are you going to do? What's your choice? What is your choice when Mars is firing and Mercury is in retrograde and everything is really heavy, you still have free will and you have the option always to choose higher and take a different view of the canyon. Yeah, and our, our habit or our, our natural way of being is to judge ourselves, to make ourselves wrong, right? To you know punish ourselves even at, to, to some point. And the thing is, it, that has just become a habit. It's not really, we know it's not valid for us. We, we don't believe in it. We know it's not right. We know it's not, you know, like anything, but it's still just a habit. So when things like that come up, and I, I, I think I was talking about this with one of my own groups recently, and it's like, when it comes up, that judgment comes up, those angry thoughts or those, you know, I'm a failure, what's wrong with me, blah, blah, blah. Don't listen to it. It's like, you don't have to listen to everything that your mind says that comes through your head, right? And then, you know, it's always about coming back to like, all right, what is this teaching me? What, what is in within me that is, you know, hurt at this moment, you know? And, you know, it's, it's so hard because we're so used to looking outwards, but it's about going within and looking at ourselves and looking within to what is really calling us to love ourselves more. That's right. I mean, at its core, the only at, at the core of all emotions, it, you can break it down generally to love and fear. Which one do you want to stand in? Which vibration, which frequency is the one that you want to foster? Do you want to be in fear or anger or betrayal or any attack mode? Or do you want to be in peace and calm and ease and grace by flowing in the frequency of love? And that's the choice that we have to make over and over again, the same way we have to breathe and drink water and sleep. I mean, these are things, there's, it's, there's nothing one and done about it. And so that's why a daily practice is very important. But I will tell you this, how strong the energy is, that passionate, fiery fierceness of Mars. I have even in the last couple of days been questioning while I'm doing an hour long meditation, I have found my egoic left brain mental mind saying, well, you're not really meditating right now. 
You're, and then it goes through this list where your mind is wandering or you're traveling. That's not meditating. Oh, that light you're connecting with, that's just you. And then I'm like, am I? I found myself the other day questioning, wait, am I really actually meditate? And then I'm like, no, stop. I heard it said recently, think of that voice in your head as a DJ. And if you don't like what the DJ is saying, change the channel. Yeah. Because you have that power when you're listening to the radio. You don't have to listen to what the AM DJ says. Turn to FM and pick a different channel. And yet again, we have to remember to do it. And that's where a daily practice comes in. The other thing that I think is, is very, very helpful is the concept I, I've been working with lately that when a condition, a challenge, a problem, the chaos of the world, the violence, I mean, there's so much going on out there that it would be a miracle if you can stay aware of what's happening and stay in the present moment. It's actually a miracle every time you can do that because the forces that that are out there are trying to pull you in that direction and mm -hmm. out of present alignment, out of a state of being in that frequency of love. And I, so I've been working with the concept that when a condition comes to you, comes before you, it's meeting you, but well, I guess the better way to say it is you're meeting it, but your light is meeting that. So the condition comes to you. But if you stay in your light and shine it, the condition dissolves. Now, that doesn't mean you're able to. I mean, I wish it were so, but we are not actual wizards like in movies and so forth that we can shine our light and make everything in the 3D world perfect. It, that's We each have free will and there's billions of people on the planet exercising their free will. So it, we, it's important not to think that that's what we're talking about. What we're talking about is that when it comes into your field and into your awareness, if you remember in that moment, my light is more powerful than this, the love that I feel, the frequency of flowing in the, 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 that love that is available to us from a connection and a co-creation with the divine and the universe, the conditions impact on you dissolves in the face of your light. The same as darkness. If you walk into a room that's dark, you flip on the light. There's no more dark. Turn the light off and the dark returns. That's your choice to sit in the dark Absolutely. or turn the light on. So yeah. that's the power that we give away when we choose to go into fighting and resisting and arguing or uh, exploding, even at a minor level, which is what I can't believe you just said that. I mean, that's how it feels to me. I had had a very uh, lengthy situation with my health insurance carrier. It went on for five weeks or so where they were billing me eight or nine hundred dollars more than what I owed. And their current way as a large corporation of resolving this is that you have to start over every time you call because it used to be, you know, I'm showing my age, but I'll be 64 in a few days. Back in the day, you call and you are able to have that person, you call customer service, they deal with the problem, come back and, you know, call you back. 
and and tell you what's happening. None of that accountability is going on anymore. You have Mm -hmm. to stay on the phone while they see what they can do. And then if they say it's going to be this way or that way and it's all going to work out and it doesn't happen, you have to call back and start over. I literally spent 20 to 22 hours on the phone with this carrier for five weeks trying to get this resolved. Meantime, I'm getting, you know, your your payment is overdue and your insurance is going to be canceled. And even though they told me it takes 90 days for it to cancel, that's not a, you know, not a good thing. Mm-hmm. So the very last phone call that I had, I thought before I started, I centered, I connected, and I said, I am going to make sure my heart chakra is spinning to the right. And I am going to ask, I'm saying all this to myself, I'm going to ask um, the universe to allow whatever the aspect of the fighting, the uh, not fighting, advocating for the rightness of a cause that I developed as a lawyer, whatever of that is going to serve in this moment, let that and only that come through. And then every time I started to get more frustrated, I mean, I was on the phone for over an hour in this last phone call with actually no resolution, even though I'd already been told many times it's done. And and as I would feel myself getting amped up, I would hear myself doing it. I would take a breath and spin that heart chakra. And it allowed me to stay present enough to both advocate fiercely for what they were doing, advocate for myself and and illuminate for them, this is not right and something has to happen. I wanted to speak with a supervisor or a manager that would be someone I could follow up with. And the woman was offering me another alternative to speak with someone in their escalation department. And I'd been through that a couple of times and I was initially resisting it. And then because I kept spinning my heart, heart chakra clockwise, it stayed open and I was able to hear the guidance, ask her what she would do. Hmm. Since there's, what you think should be done to solve this. And she's offering you something that you have sort of gone down that path and it hasn't worked, but she was offering it in a different way. And when I did that, she said, talk to the escalation department. And within two days, the whole thing was resolved. So there's a way that you can not fight and still advocate and that you can stay conscious by keeping your heart open, remember too that the heart and gut brain, the heart especially, that's the stronger one, not this. Mm-hmm. This is not, this is very um, what's functional, right? We need the head to function, but we truly need to come from the heart because yeah. that brain is the one that's gonna connect us with the divine, keep us on our path and allow us to see what we're missing in the moment. Like I said, I was able to hear, ask her what she would do. And not only was the whole thing resolved, but as you know, one of their agents five call, calls back said, they owe me money. So I don't have to make a premium for 30 months. Now, had I not allowed all of that to come together that way, I don't know. I might still be fighting with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so now, part of that was you being willing to listen to the guidance 
and following through with it, following, you know, following up with it, following through with it, right? So listening to the guidance because you continue to open up your heart chakra, continue to stay in that, in that space of allowance instead of fighting, resisting, I'm right, they're, they're wrong, you know, that type of energy, right? Right. Now, um, and I apologize because I don't want to keep clicking on the chat because it's too distracting for the work. So I don't remember the name of who just said this, but I, the, it pop, the box pops up and I see what I see. So forgive me that I don't know who you who you are at this moment. Someone just said, what if you're fighting with yourself? Well, that's what I've been doing for the past several weeks, especially the past week and a half. I have been fighting with myself and judging myself. That's the time you really need to drop in to the heart. And even if necessary, when you're, the fighting starts and your head is judging you and saying all this stuff, literally put your hand up like stop as if the, there's another person talking to you and turn your head away and say, no, be gone. Do not connect. Just move out of it. Be, and the other uh, alternative for how you can deal with that inner battle is to simply say, thank you. It's like flipping the light switch on when you hear you are so stupid and I can't believe you're going through this again. And what's wrong with you? And you say, thank you. That's a whole nother frequency. It's like what you're doing right now. You're smiling, right? Yeah. If you don't mean it, when you smile, your brain, your head brain doesn't know the difference. So if you just put a smile on your face, so you're having this inner battle with yourself and you have a fight with your, your, you're going back and forth. And then you, you catch yourself and you say, thank you so much. It befuddles the process of that low energy because you're bringing in the frequency of gratitude. It's like shining your light on the condition so that the condition dissolves in your frequency, in your, in your biofield. And the condition is no longer impacting you because you've activated your light. So if you're having an inner battle with yourself, use one of those techniques. Turn away. You can say, be gone. Thank you for showing me you're there. Or just a simple thanks with a smile on your face and take a nice deep breath on the inhale, really deep, hold it at the top. And on the exhale, connect with a little bit of sound and let all that separation fight go. Because think about it. If you're fighting with yourself, who are you really fighting with? There's nothing there but you. Mm -hmm. So if you let that egoic left brain mental mind that is fear-based, that is limited idea programming, the, the ancient patriarchal paradigms that don't serve, if you let that take charge, then that's what's happening. I mean, there's only you, right? So if you let that be the one that's carrying the day in that fight you're having with yourself, then that's your choice. You're choosing fear. Instead, choose love and tell that one, not today, baby, I'm done. <laughs> I love that. And you know, we all do that with ourselves. You might call it fighting. You might just call it whining. You might call it complaining. It's the same thing, right? But the thing is, <laughs> I love what you just, just said at the end, not today, baby, 
you know, and, <laughs> and, and sometimes I get to that point too, where it's like, you know what, enough, you know, cause I, I, I will go through it. I I'm kind of observing usually, but sometimes I really get in the crud really in the middle of it, but usually I'm observing, but then at some point I was like, you know what, enough. And then I, I switch the energy, you know, but it is interesting. <laughs> it is interesting for me to see where my mind can go. Right. So where is it going to go? It's interesting for me. I don't know. I'm, I'm crazy that way. Right. So I do like to see. <laughs> but then it's like, OK, that was fun. Next. Right. And the thing is, we have to be aware that we're doing that. That's right. You have right? to be willing to admit that you've given power to that aspect of you that isn't serving you and then reclaim your power. I had a friend. She's made without her judgment. Choice. I was just going to. That's add right. That really that's right. Without judging yourself and beating yourself up. That's absolutely right. I have a friend who's now on the other side who we our kids are somewhat close. Some of our kids, my, I have two that are very far apart, like 13 years apart. But the older one um, was closer in age to hers. And when they were little and she was always very soft-spoken and into everything I do now way before I was into it. And she was sort of, you know, the, the Pied Piper of meditation. And, you know, when we were teenagers, we'd all be eating ice cream and cookies and getting high and she'd peel an orange. She was also an athlete. So she had this aura around her of peace and love and calm. And I will never forget her one of her kids as a teenager was yelling at her and was really ignorant and being very rude at the moment. And I'm standing there like, you're going to let this happen. You're not, you know, and this is 30 years ago. So long time ago for for where I was versus where I am. And she leaned forward and said, you are giving all your power away right now. And I looked at her and the kid kept going for a minute. And she said, you know, if you want to be mad at me, you can be mad at me. But the way you're doing it right now is you're giving your power to me. So you got about a minute now to catch yourself and choose. You're going to keep your power or you're going to give it to me. Now, she didn't even mean because she wasn't that kind. I was like, you're going to take time out. You know, I'm... Uh, that kind of mother. She was not. I don't know what she was talking about, what was going to happen, but we never had to find out because her child looked at her and said, I don't want to give away my power. I want to keep it. And she said, then just take a breath and let's start again. Because when you give in to that egoic left brain urge of anger or fear or worry or righteous indignation, you are giving away your power. You're letting it be out there instead of holding it here and letting it support you in whatever you're needing to move through in the moment. And yeah. so I say to everyone who's listening to this, watching this, whether live or on the replay, good for you that you're, you're here. Because this, even me doing a show, me listening to a show, that's what helps us remember. Because now we're implanting all this rich, luscious positivity in that egoic mental mind. And it's going to be like this. Giant. It takes, it'll take a while for it to wend its way through and out of all the positivity that you've 
fueled it with, that you fed it, the more that you activate the frequency of the experience that you wish to have, the more you will have that experience. Say that again. The more you activate the frequency of the experience you seek to have, the more you will actually have it. So you wake up in the morning and everything's fine. And then something happens and you turn into the angry, Mm -hmm. whatever, the fear-based, the worry. And at that moment, you've completely dropped out of holding the space for a peaceful, loving day where miracles abound and you're able to do everything you, you need to do with ease and grace and flow. You're, you're letting that go because you're no longer focusing on, on connecting. If you think of it like a plug in a light socket. If you're in Europe, you need a certain kind of plug. If you're coming from the United States, you're going to need an adapter to use that plug. It's the same thing. If you want to tap into the frequency of love and peace and ease and grace, you've got to plug into that frequency. You have to do that consciously and actively. Again, like breathing, it's not a one and done. You have to reboot it through the day. And when you feel yourself being oppressed or having that condition of fear, anger, worry, whatever coming before you, you have to be able to catch yourself in that moment and say, I am going to choose higher. I'm not, I'm not going there. You're not going to take me out. Absolutely. And like you said, it's not one and done. And it's something you do have to practice. You do have to become aware of, you do have to choose consciously until you get to that point where it becomes second nature. It becomes part of who you are. Then you don't have to do it consciously all the time. It will automatically be there. But for now, you know, I mean, <laughs> sometimes I like, <laughs> like the way you stopped and laughed for now. <laughs> yeah. And for tomorrow and the next day and the next day, I mean, we are the, the whole purpose. Now, I don't know if the purpose is the right word, but the basis of life on earth is duality. It's separation. That's what's happening here. And trying to remain a conscious spiritual being while in this 3D body is the lesson we're here in part. That's one of the biggest lessons everyone comes here to manage. There's beautiful experiences that you can have because you have these five senses that are physical that you can't have when you're in spirit form because you only have the one, the all that is. And that's a beautiful thing, but you don't get to taste. You don't get to smell. You don't get to feel in in the passionate sensation of being with another human being. You don't have that in the same way when you're only in spirit form. And yet it's it's hard to learn how to balance and to, to master that. I can tell you this from a very small example, um, Pre-pandemic, when I was going to uh, the same yoga studio for about six years, a little challenging to park there. And I focused very strictly. I did everything physical in the 3D world, like make sure I get there early. I needed to be in the back of the room because even if I shielded myself energetically, if I'm in the front, I have all this stuff coming at me from the back and I would almost always end up at some point 
wanting to cry or feeling upset because I'm receiving whatever everybody's dumping as they're moving into their yoga practice and coming into the present. So being in the back of the room was essential, which meant I had to be there early enough to get that spot. So I did all that. I went early, blah, blah, blah. But what I really did was I held space for the parking space that I needed so that I could get there on time and not you know, lose my minutes of, of being early enough to get the spot I needed because I'm driving around in circles trying to find a parking space. So for, I don't know how long, months, I was actively, you know, doing park, 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 park and focusing and visualizing as I'm driving. It's only, you know, 10 minutes away, but all that. And then I started forgetting to do it. I would, I noticed everything was great. Like every time, thank you, universe. I got that rock star parking. Thank you. And then whatever reason I started forgetting to do it, but I was still getting the parking spaces. After a few days of this, I realized, wait a minute, I haven't been actually activating the parking space, but I'm still getting it. And I sat in the space where I was parked for a minute and felt into it. And it became very clear. The message from my guides was it's because you held the space long enough that that became your default frequency. So every time you head out the door to go to yoga, your brain is saying, even though you're not consciously doing it anymore, your brain is holding the space for that frequency. So that's the real benefit of a daily practice that is dedicated and, and really um, sealed into your, your everyday life is that over time, those pathways in your brain are going to default to that frequency of the experience that you seek to have. So if the experience is ease, grace, flow, and peace, of course, getting the perfect parking place to allow you to get to where you're going on time is a part of that. And it's going to happen without you having to consciously focus and create it. But you have to be dedicated. Yeah. Absolutely. And I love that it becomes your default frequency. It takes time for it to become your default frequency. And that's why we always stress, are you doing your daily practice, whatever it happens to be? And what is it that you truly want? And I was asking myself this recently, you know, like, what is it that I truly want? You know, so I'm thinking about this year, blah, blah, blah. You know what? I really want peace. That's what I want. You know, I really want more peace. Right. And, and that, that, really the, the, the stillness within, I really want more of that. So, you know, so, so then what am I doing, you know, to get into that frequency to begin with, mm -hmm. right? And then doing it on a regular basis, every day, daily, et cetera, until it becomes the default. And, but some people like me are sometimes impatient, <laughs> you right. know, it's like, I want to feel it now. I don't want to wait six months or whatever, how long, I, who knows how long it will take, right? But I want to know, I want to feel it now. I want to feel it yesterday, you know? So that impatience, again, is the ego, the mind, the fear-based, the lack-based, the scarcity-based. And that's when that comes up and it's like, you know what, calm down. It's okay. It, it, there's no rush. It'll, it'll be fine whenever it is, when, when it's time. So for me, it's always about talking to my, my mind and saying calm the f down <laughs> right my voice is going i don't know what's going on but I'm, I'm having that issue too so we're gonna we're gonna go back to mars as ellen said where it's mars is affecting our throats <laughs> let's blame it on mars you know the, 
that's a perfect time to just say thanks. Mm-hmm. When your mind starts doing that, just say thank you. It's very befuddling. A, a, a perfect example of that is, is when um, the first, I guess it was the first Iraq war, the Saddam Hussein weapons of mass destruction war. I long time ago, I was still a lawyer. Um, going to lunch with my friend and his partner sometimes came along and I didn't always know if he was coming, though usually my friend would say he's going to come with us. And this day I knew he was coming and we have lunch and he's all worked up about the war and we've got to send the troops in and we've got to fight and and defend and blah, blah, blah. And I don't do the news. I don't do politics. I mean, I've done a lot more in the last, you know, paying attention and holding space and so forth the last few years, because it's been pretty rough here in America. I mean, it's rough a lot of places, but I know more and pay more attention now to do the light work than I ever have in the past. And I really couldn't argue with him because I didn't know. But what I did know was war is never the answer. So every time he kept going, I would just say war is never the answer. And he would say, well, then what do you, you know, and he's very aggressive and arguing. And I said, I don't know what the answer is. I only am saying war is not the answer, period, ever. And I stayed in that sort of like playful, (laughs) or is that the answer? I I couldn't engage. So you can adopt that with your mind. Like, don't fight back with it. Because it's going to have more power. That's you giving your power away to the egoic mind. Several months later, I meet my friend on the corner, don't know his partner's coming to, we're going to lunch. And he shows up and I said, oh, I didn't know you were coming. I'm not. I came to tell you you were right. And I said, about what? I had literally no idea what he was talking about. And he said about war. It's never the answer. And he gave a few sentences. I think by then they discovered there were no weapons of mass destruction. I don't know what the facts were. It doesn't matter. He said, as I was going through my, you know, got to fight back, got to win this battle. I kept hearing your voice and seeing your face smiling and saying, war is never the answer. And one day it, I felt it. And I realized she's right or is never the answer. And I wanted to come and tell you that. And I was like, wow, because it really wasn't a significant moment for me. For me, yeah. my ego was saying, you better just keep saying what you're saying because you can't you don't know enough to fight him. That was true. Yeah. But also, I didn't want to. And from that moment forward, even though it was many years before I left the practice of law, I realized the power of not engaging in the battle, whether it's with yourself or a customer service rep or your partner or your kid or your friend or somebody that you meet on the street. When you tap into that battle frequency of fear and loss and control and power and all of that, you're giving your power away. But if you stand in the frequency of I am love. I am light. Peace is the way. Peace is the way I choose to feel this day. You can get there and it won't have to be six months of your practice Mm -hmm. letting you be there. Now, again, as we've been saying all along, if you can't get there in a day, we are human after all. 
then you have to be kind to yourself and go gently because sometimes we just can't do it. And then you get to start again. Every day is a brand new day to start again. Every moment is a brand new moment. (laughs) Thanks. I was just going to say that. I did a silent meditation retreat several years ago with Reverend Michael Bernard Beckwith. And of course, being, you know, silent, we were there, I think, five days and you could not speak Mm -hmm. unless you were asking like a functional, where's the bathroom or something like that. He was the only one speaking. And then we would have, as you can imagine, long periods of meditation because it was a meditation retreat. And I didn't have too much trouble with it because I was super into the whole thing. And I really was having quite a different experience of not speaking. You know, I was rooming with three other women that I've never met before and we couldn't even introduce ourselves. Hmm. And he would say, while we were in meditation, you know, we'd be silent for however long. And then he would say, and now we begin again. And initially my ego got mad. I'm like, why are you interrupting me? And then I would say, you know, be gone. Thank you. Thanks for showing me you're there. You can go. And it would just sort of dissolve. Like when you put um, some kind of fizz in a, in a, Water, you know, something that like emergency that dissolves. It was like that. It just dissolved. And then I would be able to go even deeper because my heart brain would say, he invited you to begin again. So begin again. So just like that, I was able to let go of the inner battle the ego was waging because I was being instructed. And now we begin again in every moment. And I'll tell you something too. It's one of the reasons why the video format is not my favorite for these kind of calls, because once the last day, so it was a New Year's Eve was the weekend that we were there. And at midnight, they had a kind of, after it turned midnight, we did a ritual around a fire and then they had food and music and dancing and you could talk until you went to bed. And after a little while, I mean, it's a long day. I was tired. I went back to my room and there was one of my roommates was there too. And we started talking and I saw her completely differently. Once we started talking, she started telling me about what her life had been like and what she'd gone through and the losses she'd had in the last few years. And I could literally see my image of her changing when I had those facts, those 3D facts at work. And that's the same thing that happens. Like I'm no, I'm, I'm really tuned into your face, what you're doing, what you're, and none of that's happening when I'm on the phone or like this. I'm more interned. So that's another thing when you feel the assault, the attack thoughts coming, whether they're directed at you or outwardly, go in, close your eyes, take a breath, touch your heart, and just allow yourself to begin again. Because there's no need for you to let all that angst and all that duality and separation become the default programming that your brain is, is fueling you from. That way you don't sit there and say, this is going to take six months or a year, or am I ever going to get it? I'm getting it right now in this moment. And I have the opportunity to get it again in the next moment. 
release the idea that there's a bar or a measure or a state or a place of being that means you've arrived on the cross. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, Father, why hast thou forsaken me? And I'm not a biblical scholar, but from what I knew growing up as a Catholic, he knew when he was born that he came here to die and be sacrificed and have this life. And yet even he consciously able to know from his birth in this incarnation what was going to happen at the end, still while hanging on the cross in that pain and fear, said, Father, why hast thou forsaken me? So if it's okay for Jesus to lose it, I think it's okay for me to lose it even 10 times a day. Right. It's not the, the, it's not the separation that determines where you are. It's how you rebound from it. When you move into that, are you going to stay there or are you going to choose higher and move into another frequency that serves you better? That's that's the point. Are you going to stay there or are you going to choose a different frequency, a higher frequency? Yeah, absolutely. And and that's the thing. We have in the past stayed there for longer than we wanted. But now, you know, things are happening so much faster, much more quickly. And we are more aware. We are more conscious, more we're more aware. So we can choose moment to moment if we stay present. That's right. Yeah. Choose again. And now we begin. And, and now, and now, and now we be, we we begin again. Absolutely. And I think that phrase, "and now we begin again," is going to be my new phrase to bring me back to you know the present moment or whatever. And now we begin again because we are always beginning again. That's right. Every breath, literally, yeah. you're yeah. beginning again. Your body is beginning again because without that breath something is going to happen adverse to the function of your physical body. So in every moment that you take a deep breath, you're beginning again. Mm -hmm. And if you align your head brain with that truth, that spiritual law, you're going to have a much easier time of moving through the stuff, the low moments. Yes. Because you're going to have them. I went nuts yesterday over something I got from an activist email. I mean, I literally went nuts. My heart was pounding. And then I, I happened to be getting ready to go on a, a call of a women's group that I meet with once a month. And I said, I'm sorry, I just need to share this with you. And their interpretations of what was in that email was so different than mine. And it pissed me off because I was like, Why aren't they seeing what I'm seeing? And what I had done was not receive what was there because I already had an agenda Mm -hmm. because I'm on the fence of, okay, I've let all this 3D world stuff in to my my existence. And do I want to keep it here? I'm hesitating. Like maybe I I heard it said that people who do what I do, which is sign petitions, are click clickivists, not activists. And after many years fighting for this and that and, you know, protesting and doing, you know, my parents were very involved in the civil rights movement. And I grew up with all of that. And it's just I can't really do that anymore. It does not serve me. Mm-hmm. So that's when I said, OK, I can do this. But I've been feeling a lot of negativity and fear tactics coming through in the past six months in a lot of these progressive 
organizations and the work they're doing is great, but I'm not for the fear-based, you know, you need to do this or give this in order for us to save the world, save the earth. No, don't, I'm not for that. Well, then if I'm not for that, there's a button on the bottom of every email, unsubscribe. Mm -hmm. But my ego was telling me, well, you're really not doing too much to fight for the planet already if all you are is a clickivist. So maybe if you stop doing that, you're part of the problem. And I, it's like I just couldn't let myself unsubscribe. And then so when I read what this what what the organization said was, while you're all wrapped up in your self-care and protecting your aura, think about all the methane gas that's going in and sign this petition. I went nuts. I'm like, how dare you make light of self-care and protecting your aura? And then when I brought it to my women's group, they said, well, what it sounds like to me is that they're tapping into the New Year's intentions that people are all about, you know, going to the gym and self-care and whatever. And they think that that means they don't have to do that for the earth. And I was even more angry. How can you not see the outrage? And then I had to reboot because this is not the point of the of the call. And when I got off the call, I spent some time in stillness, silence, meditating on this. What what just happened here? Because I literally internally exploded and my heart was pounding. And I then got angry because these women didn't go there with me. And as I worked my way through it, What I realized was I was bringing the baggage from all of the other stuff. This organization is not one that generally is fear-based. And I think my friends were probably right that I was misinterpreting it as opposed to that they were doing something snarky and belittling people who engage in self-care, which we all need to do and protect our auras. It was, it felt to me, I I took it as an attack. Mm -hmm on everything that I believe in and stand for. And when my friends gave their perspectives, I got mad because they weren't aligning with mine. But once I got far enough away from it and spent some time pondering it, I realized I brought an agenda to that email. And it's the agenda that the ego was running and that caused me to, to explode. So we have to be really mindful of the baggage and the programming and the limiting ideas and the fear that we're bringing or allowing the ego to activate in the moment, it is not wrong to unsubscribe from something that you just don't want to see what they're saying anymore. I, I do this with transformational you know, people too. I never mm-hmm. open their emails, but I, I feel bad to unsubscribe. What? How is that helping anybody? I mean, if you have someone on your email list that doesn't want to unsubscribe because they feel bad to do that to you, but they're never listening to your shows or the replays. What's the point? What's the point? Exactly. Yeah. But because I brought all that crap to that one moment, I couldn't see that maybe these people were actually trying to bring in some good stuff. Like maybe that was good that the people on their list that maybe don't know about protecting their aura. I couldn't see that in the moment because I let that anger and 
frustration and the stress of life get to me so that in the hour that I was on that call, I was kind of faking it in the sense of I was still mad, but I knew it. I know enough and I know how to control myself. I mean, I was a trial attorney. You can have a bad day. You go in trial and you're you're not able to bring your bad day with you. You've got to perform. So Mm -hmm. I did that and then did the work after. So to the person who earlier said, what about if you're fighting with yourself? That's what I was doing. That's what I didn't know that. I thought I was fighting against that organization, but the organization wasn't there. The organization isn't a part of this. It's me and what I'm bringing to it. And once I was able to really bring that into my consciousness, then I could use all my tools, all the things we've already talked about to let it go. And even here, talking about it here the next day, outing myself for that low more than moment, that low hour and a half or whatever it was, that's part of me moving past it and will help me catch it the next time it happens. Because had I been present in the moment to what was coming forth in that email, I would never have exploded. Even if I'm right that they were being snarky and belittling people who protect their auras. If I'm right, it, it, it still doesn't matter who was taken out, them or me, me. Yeah, this is an absolutely. email. I'm not even on the phone or in front of anybody. So when you're fighting with yourself, that's the most important time to say, I'm done, enough of this, not today. But it is also important to really recognize and become aware of, okay, why am I fighting with myself? What is it about this that is causing me to lose my power, give away right. my power to something else? It's not within me, but maybe it's the power to the old stories, the old patterns, the old triggers, right? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, as I said, I brought my own agenda to it. And until I realized that my agenda was what was the problem, not what they were saying, I couldn't I couldn't move past it until I let myself know that you can't just stuff down. And when I and when we talk about, you know, say, be gone or turn away, don't just tell it, go, I'm done. That's not we're not at all saying ignore it, stuff it down. We are saying don't let it have power. You have to see and acknowledge what's happening to let it go. I mean, from what you just heard, that that process took me a couple of hours to get through it. And even technically speaking, probably almost 24 hours because it was just about 24 hours ago. And I now, after parsing this out with you, I now feel a greater peace than I did even when I resolved it amongst myself last night, you know, so you you have to be kind and and keep inquiring. Why am I, why am I giving my power away? And yes, Lori, anger is everywhere now. And that's why we have, because it shocked me. The whole thing shocked me that through the whole evening, I was like, what is happening to me? And I don't want to be this person. And I don't, but there, the force (laughs) <laughs> may the force, the force be with strong. you as they say in star wars the force that is with us now is not only good there is a lot of anger out there and you have to be mindful of how it's impacting you and not 
try to ignore, I should be better than this. I, I'd like to be better than that. And I will be each moment. I will begin again. And then I am better and standing in the love and the light and being in service. I can't do that by by denying, by what I did on the call. Now, that was appropriate. The call was not there for me to just, which is what I did. I needed to collect myself and, and perform, not perform, show up for those women in the way that we were. We, it wasn't a casual call. The, the call has a format. We're there to share things and set intentions and do things. It's not about you complaining or, or venting. It, it, venting has no place in the call that we had. So I did need to, you know, sort of grab myself by the short hairs and, and get myself together. And yet I had to process it later. Yeah. And, and under, and I think Lori for, for saying anger is everywhere because when you put that together with the Mars energy, it totally makes sense that that's what we're experiencing. And we have to be kind and let ourselves know that that's okay. Mm-hmm. And that anger might not even be yours. That's right. right. So the, I mean, there That's... might have been some, but the intensity may not necessarily have been yours because we are affected by the collective and what's going on. You know, it's not a fun time <laughs> for a lot of That's people. That's right. right. So it's uh, just recognizing that too. It's like, okay, um, this was a really intense um, reaction. Is this really justified? Is this really mine? Is like, what is going on here, right? So again, that is about being aware of what's going on, asking yourself questions. And that's, that's really key right now, especially to ask yourself questions about, okay, why am I reacting like this? I don't normally react like this, so what's going on? You know, so because, um, you know, we are, we are, you know, beings who absorb everything, right? So as much as we try not to focus on what's going on, the news, the media, all that stuff, we try not to focus on it, but, you know, we, we pick it up. Right. Yeah. And so if you're totally calm and everything is going great and then automatically you just suddenly like react and explode, Hey, come on, give yourself a break. It may not be yours, all yours. Right. And right. at the same time, it might be something that's coming up to, to, to get your attention, that's you know, something right. up, something coming up within you that needs your attention. So it's not, a, it's not, that's why saying thank you is not just about saying thank you but it's like thank you for coming up so i can see you that's right right that's right that's right everything every challenge every difficulty is trying to teach us and even if you don't get what it's trying to teach you again using that example i just shared it took me 24 hours to fully get it so as i was moving my way through it i am getting the lesson that the challenge wanted me to get it's not instantaneous and I have to be kind to myself in allowing myself the time and the grace that it takes for me to move through it. And, and what ended up happening, I always meditate at night right before I go to bed as well as in the morning. And I, I have this um, panorama of my family and my life being shown to me. And it started, you know, back, it was very quick. But it was like seeing myself as a child and all. And then my brothers, my sister, my mother, my father, all these people. And then ending up where we are now, where my siblings, like I, are in our 60s and various things are going on. And lots of people in my family are having between mental, emotional, physical, financial problems. It's not the happy times that it once was where everybody was 
And I'm not saying it's unhappy. I'm just saying the challenges are great, Mm -hmm. very great right now for many people. And certainly they are in my family. And it's important to be present to that. Because if you're holding yourself to the standard, think of it even physically. At 64, I cannot do the things to my body and get away with it that I used to do in my teens and 20s. -hmm. I just can't. And if I think that I'm supposed to, now I have an inner battle going on and I'm making a second problem. My body is trying to tell me we cannot stay up. I don't do this, but we can't stay up all night and party and drink and drug and and be okay and function the next day. I'm not doing that, but using that as an example, if I do that and then I judge myself because I can't function the next day without acknowledging that that is something that I can no longer access at 64 the same way that I could. I mean, I used to party and stay out all night and then go to work as a waitress without sleeping. Now I couldn't do any one of those things at this point in my life and be okay with it. And so if I try and then I hold myself to that earlier standard by not being present to what is right now, then I'm going to create a problem and I'm going to create a battle and I'm going to disconnect from peace and flow and love. And now I'm really plugging into the anger that's coming for us because it is, as Lori said, it's out there and it's coming for you. We're all one. We are all one frequency. So how could it not come for you? But you can choose like you choose when you walk in a dark room to turn the light switch on or not. Choose higher and let it be briefer and briefer each time that you are taken out by the outer circumstances. That's how you move beyond separation and duality. And over and over and again, be kind to yourself. Because you're doing the best you can in each moment. Yeah. And that's that's what we we tend to judge ourselves harshly on. We don't we're not as kind to ourselves as we should be, could be. You know, we're we're hardest on ourselves than we are on anybody else. And so, you know, like I used to be a really big judger. I used to judge myself like crazy. I didn't judge anybody else, <laughs> but I judged myself, right? And you know, when it came down to, it, it's like, oh my god why 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 am i not loving you know there's lots of issues you know there's reasons for it and it's all been resolved now but it's like oh my god i was like beating myself up i was putting myself on the cross i was punishing myself persecuting myself go on on and on and on and then when i stopped it's like ah you know what i'm really not that bad of a person (laughs) i'm actually really nice (laughs) that's right right. and then then they then then the heart started opening then the, the light started coming in. Then I started to be able to like really see what was my thought and what, what my feelings were and what was somebody else's, et cetera, right? And really start to know who I am. So, you know, like Lori's talking about, she said anger is coming up a lot for me as well. Just this morning, a person judge, judging me for not getting the jab, calling me a moron. Hard to stay in non-judgment when everyone is judging you. Actually, it's not. You know, when, when everybody's judging you, that's when I actually send out more compassion to them. That's what I do. It's like, instead of, you know, looking at them and, and even saying that they're judging, I just send them unconditional love and compassion. Because when you judge the judger, 
you're the judge. Yeah. And it's your choice. It Again, none of this, I think you'll agree, Alara, neither of us are saying any of this is easy. Oh, it's not easy. <laughs> We're not saying it's easy. We are saying the way out is very straightforward and it's up to you to choose it the way through the the moment momentary situation or the ongoing because a lot of this stuff is ongoing it's happening everywhere out there and what's happening today may be something different tomorrow the 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 bottom line is what is the experience you want to have in this day and tomorrow next week next month next year i've been reading a book i can't think of the exact proper name but um into the magic shop, I think. And it's written by a neurologist who was raised in an abusive, poor family in Lancaster, California, which apparently is a very depressing, horrible place to be in a very poor and nothing much kind of desert. It sounds horrible. And he met this woman one summer who had come to visit her son who owned a magic shop. And the kid, I don't remember exactly how old the guy, the writer was, you know, early teens. And he was into magic because he was trying to find the way out of the pain of his family life that was terrible. And so he went into this magic shop to to he had a fake thumbs that you use for a trick and he lost it. And then he became very desperate and collected bottles to get the money to get a new one and went to this magic shop. And the guy who owned it wasn't there. His mom, who had come to visit for the summer, was and proceeded to teach him over the course of six weeks, everything we're talking about, but she called it tricks and magic. Mm -hmm. And this, the first half of the book is about that. And the second half of the book is about what he learned as a neurologist. And that's where I am now. But the thing that was so amazing was he set his intention for the experience that he wanted to have based on the work he did with that woman, Ruth, without having any idea how to do the physical 3D stuff to bring it to, to fruition. So, for example, go to college. He wanted to become a doctor. You know, you got to go to college. He's graduating from high school. He knows nothing about application deadlines, processes or anything. He doesn't he, he went to his um, school counselor and they uh, the person tried to direct him to technical schools because mm -hmm. his they judged him and, you know, he's not going to be good enough to go to a university or state college. And then without him knowing that he there were deadlines and things had to happen, he saw a girl in class filling out all these papers when they were both sitting there early for class. And he said, what are you doing? I'm filling out my college applications. And it's so much because the deadline is in 10 days. And he said, to, you know, and he's doing what I was doing yesterday. He's faking it, right? Because he yeah. doesn't want to show how, oh my gosh, I didn't know there's deadlines. What deadlines? I don't know any. What am I supposed to be doing? I just have been holding the intention for three years that I'm going to go to college. And long story short, she, she says, he says, where are you going to go? She names the school and asks him, well, where, where are you trying to go? And he said that school because he didn't know any colleges or anything. And she, he said, oh, I didn't even know that I, I've been waiting for my application in the mail. I thought it was the deadline was a month from now, you know, again, faking mm -hmm. it. And she says, well, actually, I was worried that I was going to make a mistake because, again, this was a long time ago. Nothing was online. These are yeah. handwritten. 
I have an extra application. Would you like to have it? <laughs> nice. And he got in and became a neuro, neuro, uh, neurology doctor. I mean, just every, I would hope that everyone who listens to this call is at least at a place of accepting that the science of the spiritual laws, a lot, that it all aligns now and that the frequencies that we're talking about and plugging into the frequency of the experience you want to have, even if it's not happening in the present, is going to get you there rather than moaning, groaning, complaining, or focusing on what's wrong. Let's hold the space for what is right and what is the experience that you want to have. I do not want to be someone who is prone to snapping off in anger. So I need to recognize that that energy is affecting me internally, coming to me outwardly, and I need to focus my energy a little bit more tightly now that I've recognized that for whatever, you know, if it's the astrological aspects, the outer conditions, it doesn't matter where it's coming from. I have been blessed to have it revealed to me that I have some work to do. So now I can do it. Absolutely. I love that. I'm blessed that it's been revealed to me. Yeah, that is putting it in such a nice way. And then there's work to do. And the work, you know, is a lot of different things. But first, it's just being aware of it and being okay with it, not judging yourself, still loving yourself, even if there's still this work to do. I love myself, even though I still have lots of work to do. <laughs> I'm still working on myself. I'm a work in progress, which I think I will be until I die. Right. That's right. That's right. There, there is no, I'm going to get there. There is no there to get to, you know? So it's about experiencing life, living life. And as the stuff comes up, recognizing it, being okay with it, you know, in most cases, and recognizing that even with everything going on, how blessed I am, how loved I am, how supported I am, how I'm never alone and how magnificent life can be when we allow ourselves to just be present in the moment because you know, in the moment, everything is fine. Everything is fine. In this moment, you are fine. And the more that we can have those moments, that also will become that default frequency. That's I'm right. fine. Everything is fine. Instead of the chaos and aggression and anger and fear, etc. And so um, one of my clients, a dear, dear client, the, the, I think it's okay to say this, but she's on the call and mm -hmm. in Palmy Tahoe, Tahoe, Mexico, with the 45 degrees, her beloved dog just passed after many, many, I mean, 17, I think, Sanchi was 17. And I can't tell you how proud I am of Anna for the work she's done in the last couple of weeks, couple of months, really, because it was clear that the dog was on its way out and mm -hmm that the bond was so deep and the pain so deep and the pain of that loss prompted the revealing of all the other spaces and places where she was holding that kind of loss. And, and even I think holding it against herself and so quickly she has come to a space of, I am good really quickly. And even though she's not good in every moment because she's sad, 
I mean, she will break down and cry. She might be crying right now because I'm saying all this. The fact of the matter is that has to happen. It has to go out. What we feel has to move out of us. We can't ignore it. We can't act as if. Otherwise, you're doing what I did, what that kid did in the into the into the magic shop book. You're faking it. You're acting as if that's not doing the work. If you need to cry, if you need to be sad, be sad and, and, and let yourself feel whatever you're feeling and then let it go and reboot and begin again. And so what Anna has done that is so brilliant is she has really focused on the love and the bond that was between her and her beloved Mm -hmm. uh, fur baby and kept, she keeps coming back to that. And in turn, that has opened up the channel for her to feel that love from the other side that Sanchi has always had for her. Mm -hmm. So the power of us allowing ourselves to feel the sadness, the despair, the angst, the anger, the whatever, but not stay there and get stuck is the key to everything. So be like Anna, let yourself cry in front of people if you must, and then move forward into the light of the truth of who you are and what you are here to experience and what more is possible for you by opening to to the world, right? Because it's not all bad out there. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of good. So which, what are you tapping into? Which outlet are you plugging into? And it's not, you know, it's also like, not just out there, but in here, there's a lot of good in here as well. And in here as well, there's so much good. So don't, you know, just remember that there's a lot of good everywhere if you're willing to look for it, if you're willing to, accept it even right and acknowledge it um so so beth linda has had her hand raised forever <laughs> linda you want to ask your question unmute yourself. Uh, not really ask a question but kind of affirm exactly what beth's been saying um because beth when you were talking about the car and planning your spaces i have found that it's been wonderful and um Every time I've gone to different places, especially the right parking space shows up. <laughs> You're doing it. Yeah, I've been doing it religiously for probably two years, but I always plan it ahead of time and and it works. And now sometimes I don't think about it, but like you said, it just shows up at the moment and it's really good. Um, what you were saying about... Um, uh, um switching your mindset away from all the angst and the anger and stuff um i had an interesting response lately from a girlfriend of mine who i've known for oh almost 50 years i think oh bless you for knowing someone 50 years and we've been pretty good friends all the way through i mean she's she's a wonderful lady but politically we are separated big time and so I haven't talked to her for a year because I knew how she was slanting and I wasn't willing to go there. But when she started bringing things up, I just went silent. And I thought, you know, I know that this is what we're going to do. And she felt the silence and she says, well, we'll change the subject. 
Beautiful. So it was really good. I didn't, I didn't get angry. I didn't get upset. You know, um, I had a, a daughter who taught me a very important lesson one a long time ago. And I learned detachment. I'm not always that good at the detachment, but I'm getting better and better as time goes along. And it's important because most of the time it's their problem. It's not yours. The anger is usually directed at you, but it's not your anger. They're really kind of fighting themselves. And I found that to be very, very true. Um, so I don't think I have too much to ask, except that do you, do you get to talk to the other side at all? All the time, unless oh. I refuse. <laughs> Which I sometimes do. <laughs> like when I'm in those low places, I'm choosing, I'm choosing not to, but that doesn't happen very often anymore. Are you refusing to, to look there right now? <laughs> no, I'm not refusing. Okay. I'm, in, I'm in a super fantastic mood and I'm loving every minute of it. So I just would like to know um, do you have anything from like my mom and dad about what I recently did in this house? Do you have any response for them? Well, there's a bit of a divide. Your mother is more um, like this. Okay. <laughs> and your dad's like, like he's trying to sort what he it's not thanks. He's saying, it's what I feel. I'm trying to figure out if it was what I think is right for you. And so then as, as I'm connecting with him, now his energy is shifting and he's saying more, I, but I need to let that go. And I let, need to let it be what you have done in the house is the right thing for you. Yeah. But he, there was some some angst, I guess you'd say, on his side until you asked and brought that forth. Does this all make sense to you? Somewhat. I think that what his response would be is that he's kind of angry about the way it came about. The, but yes. he's, still, he's still very um, pleased with what happened, but I don't think he liked how it happened. Right. So make sure as we've been discussing, that you don't take any of that on, oh, even no, in a I'm moment, not. even in a, a small moment that that this is something, something is wrong because I'm feeling this, whether you understand it's coming from your dad or not, you want to make sure that you stay in your own energy and that you find your own answers and always ask, is this mine or is this someone else's? Okay. Because it feels like in the last little while, your dad has been sort of, you know, giving you the pip on the head of uh, doubting how it all happened. And therefore, the how it happened is impacting the receptivity to the way that it is. And you don't want to take that on because that that's his and he's not even here. True. <laughs> He's not even here. You're right. So, and, and that is a perfect, I, I thank you for asking this question and, and bringing this up because that goes back to, I don't know who, who said it, but somebody said in this call that we are, I think that was Lori, we are impacted by the anger 
that's out there, whether it's coming from the planets and the aspects or whether it's coming from human beings, from the collective consciousness, don't take it on as yours. Ask, is this mine or is this someone else's? And then trust the answer that you get because you are in such a beautiful, you're so beautiful and you're in <laughs> such a delightful space. So why would you let somebody else's crud come in and, and disturb that? I'm not. I'm really good. not. I'm in, I'm in a good place, a really, really good place, and I'm loving it. Um, I just was wondering what the response was. And so it, it kind of corresponds with what I thought I was thinking all the way. Through, so, so now that that's the next thing, though, that's coming through for you is trust. Because you received it as a thought, and it wasn't. It was a knowing. You knew, right? You did. I mean, I could feel it. My crown is tingling and buzzing and you want to shift into the state of being of knowing that this is something you're connecting with, that there's a, a greater, higher power coming through, so to speak. And it isn't that you just thought this, receive it. I mean, when I first started, well, first start, I don't know what that even means, years ago, <laughs> Yeah. Before I first started doing this work, <laughs> the only way I heard guidance was in crisis. Okay. That was on me because I wasn't receptive to receiving the more subtle messages. So I would actually hear a voice when I was in some kind of crisis. Sometimes it was physical where I would hear a voice, um, look out and I would look up and I'm about to get in a really bad accident. Other times it was, more of guidance on a challenging situation I was in, challenging in like a divorce. You know, I've got little kids and I'm in an abusive situation and I hear a voice saying, you know, he is not committed to you and your girls and you need to move on. And I'm like, who said that? You know, walking down the street. The, so that kind of dramatic guidance is not the, the norm. That was them trying to get my attention because I wasn't receptive to the subtleness. And so you want to be receptive to the subtleness of the messages that are coming through for you by not judging them as thoughts. Now, you didn't think you didn't think you were judging it. But when you when you think that it's something you're thinking, that's a judgment. Instead, trust. Yeah. Trust okay. that this is the divine coming through. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, Beth. You're Thank very you, welcome. Laura, as always, I love you. You know Awesome. That. Thank you, Linda. <laughs> okay, Zoom user, who are you? Zoom user? <laughs> That's a name, huh? That's a pretty cool name, Zoom user. So it'll be a surprise. Do you want to unmute yourself, Zoom user? Otherwise, I'm going to go to the next person. Going, going. Zoom user, is it Stella? Okay, we'll, we'll come back to you, Zoom user. We're going to go to Sarah. Sarah, you want to unmute yourself? I know. Hi, oh, hi. There, there she is. Sorry, sorry, Sarah. I knew, I knew it was Stella. One second, Sarah. We'll come back yes, to you in a second. But I, it's not for me today. I'm here with a person that really needs to an answer. So here she is. Hi. 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 So she's, uh, Lisa, Stella is my, one of the best friends that I've had for many years. And she's actually here giving me a massage. 
I'm having a lot of issues at this point. I'm sorry, sweetheart. What's your name? My, I'm sorry. My name is Mirta Higuera. Beautiful. Mirta Lisa Higuera. Okay. So uh, I guess I tell you what, what's going on with me right now or what do we do? Just a quick question. What's your quick question? We don't have to know the whole story. My, my quick question is, I recently had a fire in my home. My, I have two girls and my husband. And we lived here with my, well, this is my home. And my mother lives with me, used to be her home in the past. And now we're living in a hotel. I'm trying to fix the house uh, according to the what the insurance um, is asking to fix. But my question will be, do I fix this house? Do I stay here? Stay here, fix this house to stay here, be back with my husband and my girls and my mom, because there's also a brother that, is the cause of the fires or do I fix the house to rent it and then relocate with just my immediate family, my girls, my husband or sell it or sell this house. <laughs> That's okay. the, 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 the issue so, is that. The let me ask you this. Consider the first option, fix the house and everybody moves back, including the guy, the brother that caused the fire. When you can close your eyes, just close your eyes. See, that's the problem. I, I can see you now. There you go. Close your eyes. Now feel into your heart. When you feel into moving back there with all those people, including the brother, do you feel constricted or expanded? Does it feel good or does it feel? Uh, it's questionable that feel um, because of my brother is the cause of this. My brother is, is the, my husband. They don't and go I into do story. Know. Don't go go there. No. Just feel in your heart. The answer is no. Correct. You don't feel expansive around the idea of re no. Yes. Okay. Now go to the second option and do the same thing. Close your eyes. And was the second option was move back, fix it, move back with just your husband and your girls. Was that the second option? I think so. No. Go rent this house and move. With my okay. husband and my girls. When you feel that, feel into that, feel it in your heart. Do you feel expand? Because I already have the answer, but I want you to be able to find the answers yourself. So when you feel into rent okay. the house and move with just your husband and your girls, does it feel expansive or contractive in your heart? Ex expanding i feel like it will be an opportunity for us okay now move to the third option that was fix the house and sell it is that right, right. correct yes how does that feel in your heart stay in the heart does that feel expansive or contracting contracting because there's a lot of emotions attached to that Yes. And, and so now you can open your eyes. The second option, fix the house, rent it out, move with just your husband and your, your girls is the one that is the most favorable for you. And I feel that what's coming through from your higher self is that financially, that's also having the income from the rental and having the ability to then later, if the energy shifts, move back there is are the reasons yes. why 
that's the option because it's not radical, like sell the house, make the money, let's go. No, you're still going to have your home, but you're going to have time to reset and, and re rebuild is what your higher self is saying, sort of restructure the family dynamic between your girls, you and your husband, and then decide later, whenever that is. I mean, it feels like it, nothing uh, two years is what is coming through, that it would be good for you guys to do the rental for two years and then reassess. Is it do we want to do we even need to or is it time to sell this? Should we move back or shall we shall we move on and, and sell it? You'll be the the energy will be more favorable at that time for a sale if that is your choice. So okay. option number two. Okay. Yeah, this yeah. has brought a lot of emotions to my girls. Of and course. My, I have a 14-year-old and a six-year-old. My 14-year-old are very, very, very depressed and very worried about the outcome of all of this because she sure. was the one that discovered the fire. Um, so it was it was very traumatic for her. So I'm worried about her. And I, I, I think she needs like a time out just with just me, my husband, and us as a family, as to a feel family safe. Unit. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Good, yeah. She doesn't go. need. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Thank you so much. I appreciate it, ladies. You're very welcome. Told me a lot of good things about you guys. <laughs> good. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. And thank, thank you, Stella, for bringing your friend. You. And enjoy thank your you. massage. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I am. <laughs> good. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. All right, Sarah, I know you have your hand raised and you have a baby there. I do. This is baby Sela. Oh, nice. Oh, hello, baby. Baby, you want to say hi? Hi. Hey, I'm told that Sela is from Andromeda. Hmm. And there's so another cute. crystal child playing over there and being noisy. So I'll I'll mute after I ask my question. I have a very close friend of more than 40 years who is who I hate to say he's dying because he's he all the psychics and everyone who've been consulted said he could never last this long. Um, and I find myself caught in a very odd situation, which is that his um, ex-wife, with whom I'm very friendly, keeps calling me in. He's in, in Israel and they need the assistance of Hebrew. He's in the hospital and and so many things keep going through me and I'm being asked to do all this. His current girlfriend uh, is crazy. I don't know why. Won't let me near him. Jealous when they were visiting here. It was like she wouldn't let me see him. It was really terrible. And I'm just wondering if you can pick up anything from me about what my role is supposed to be in this. If I'm supposed to push through the objections of the girlfriend and help the children and the ex-wife and try and communicate with him myself or if I should just back off if there's any message on soul level because I haven't been able to talk to him because of the situation. So no, you are not to push through and make anything happen in the physical here. You are to have all the conversations you need soul to soul. So you go inside, whether in meditation or uh, walking in nature, and you will will do the connecting. You know, if you if you meditate and you have a connecting a way of connecting above and below, you can use that. But when we do the activation, we're going to connect. So you want to connect above and below, tapping into the heaven and the earth, and then open through the heart space 
Paul, whomever, him, the kids, the ex-wife, whoever you want to talk to in and have a conversation soul to soul. When you're in whatever the girlfriend's situation is, it, it also feels like I don't want to say mental illness, but there's something mental going on it with is. her that is is blocking this. And the battle, which has been kind of the, the underlying thread of this whole call, the, the, that, that um, fighting is not going to serve anybody. It's not going, you're not going to change her mind that way. She had, there's no way to reach her at this present moment. The way I did that lawyer by saying war is never the answer. She can't be reached that way, but you could have a soul to soul conversation with her. And I see the first one happening. Like you'll have a sense of her presence when you do this, when you open the field and call her in and it'll be like her back is turned and she's off in the corner and she's not talking to you. Don't let that stop you. Use the heart. Right, baby? Because I see you listening and you little Andromedan baby with those beautiful eyes are taking it all in. Open the conversation at the soul level and, and let the work do the work. Bring in the energy of the universe and the divine to assist you in having these conversations that are not possible on the physical. Okay. That's your work. To hold space for a favorable resolution that is in the highest good of all. And then to have these conversations with the participants and you'll see over time, if you dedicate yourself, I feel you can really do this. They'll end up all joining together, not together, like with each other, but they'll, when you call one in, they'll start all coming in and the resolution will come from there. Have the soul to soul conversation when the conversation in the 3d is impossible. Yeah. It's, um, it's sad and it's odd because I don't understand why she's threatened by me and and my dear friend is passing and I'm not getting to say goodbye. But um, and and do you feel any message from him to me? He's all right. And he doesn't want you to be stressed out. And, and he also is saying this is practice because that's where I'm going. And so when he's gone, this is going to be the way that you can talk to him as soul to yeah. soul. Yeah. And it will, there will be, mm, it's easier, it will be easier now to connect with him because he's still here in the physical. In a way, it will be easier that once he's crossed over to the other side, it will be practice for you to be able to call him in there. Thank you. And and I'm, uh, I'm a walk-in from Andromeda, so I wasn't too surprised to get an Andromedan. I, I feel very much kinship and this is Hi. and this is Levi. Hi Levi. Hi Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Hi. All righty. Thank you All so right. much. That's Bye. Helpful. Bye bye. Yeah, thank you, Sarah. All right. Last question from Pat. You wanna unmute yourself, Pat? There yes. You Hi. Hi, Beth. Hi, Pat. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I have something to tell you. Do you remember when I said when we're joining, Pat is a beautiful soul and um, going to go into the next level, the new level of the advanced masterclass. She's gone through all four levels. Do you remember I told you about the one? There's two cohorts that are joining. So it's going to be this grand experiment of bringing two really powerful M fields together. And I told you about the woman 
Carrie, who has Be a Rebel on, on her signature line. And I said, you guys have to connect. Yeah. I had a session with her yesterday and I said there, I told her what I just said. And she said, oh, is it Pat the Dragon Woman? And I said, how do you know that it's Pat the Dragon Woman? And she goes, because I love her rebel energy. We're going to do great in this master, master class maintenance program. So you've already been seen. Yeah, oh, good. Well, I'm glad I'm affecting and getting that M field started. Yeah, yeah. all of us. But I, what I wanted to, to kind of tell everybody else here and tell you about my experience yesterday, um, and that is trusting and going into, you know, that space and allowing and what uh i it's uh i'm needing i needed to figure out a way i need to get to a convention in my state down in las vegas i have my uh husband will will be running a marathon in another state the same weekend i have a dog who has a lot of she's got grand mal seizures a lot of medicines she has to take and i have to you know, do all this stuff. And she, I could never afford to board her or pay somebody because it's very complicated. And my, my husband wouldn't even know how to do it. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, how can I get to this convention? Because it's very important to me. And how am I going to do this? And then I have a friend who I've known since I was three and a half, who lives outside of Las Vegas. I connected with her because I didn't, uh, I was trying to figure out how to get there and what I could do. So I, I actually talked to her a, a couple of days ago and she was absolutely, I said, would you come and stay in an Airbnb with me in Las Vegas? Cause she lives, you know, like an hour away. So that wouldn't work for me to get to a, you know, casino convention thing. And uh, she said, oh, sure. You know, she'd be hanging around with my dog. And I'm like, great, you know, because she needs to have somebody uh, take her outside and whatever while I'd be gone during the day. And um, so then I was like, please, please help me find the perfect place. My neighbor offered to help me because I'd never done Airbnb before. And so I was holding space for me to find the perfect. The first thing that came up was this beautiful house that allows dogs that She's a top host with this house and thoroughly cleans everything, you know, according to, you know, what we need to do with the COVID stuff going on these days. And, and she cleans houses for a living, my neighbor. So she knows about these things. So I'm like, okay. And the price was amazing. It's a big house, but it sleeps. It has like three bedrooms. So you can sleep eight, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, you know, it's rather pricey because it's a bigger house. And I thought, okay, well, I don't know what to do. So I kind of have it, had it in the works. And then I thought, geez, you know, why, you know, I hesitate because of the cost and, you know, all that other worry and all that other thing. And I said, well, I can't tell if this is my energy or if this is what I should do. And so I went out to my Brandy, my tree, standing under the stars and the clear skies in the Nevada night. And with 
Orion and Rigel. Those are my son's names. <laughs> Overhead, Sirius, Taurus, my husband's uh, astrological sign with the Pleiades on Taurus's back. I do that now at this time of year all the time. I went out there and I asked, and I asked, I said, please, all my guides, my guardian angels, my guardian dragons, archangels, source, Gaia, let me know, is this truly what I need to do? And I'm getting full body chills now. <laughs> and I said, and, and can you help me find some people to help me share the costs with that are also going to the convention? Everything is falling into place right now. I, I listened to that guidance, went and booked that Airbnb, and I'm trusting, and I know, I have the inner knowing that I'll have people to help me stay there. And it might be people I know well, but haven't even you know, met most of them in per person. Uh, and I'm just like, oh, you know, perfect. You got to allow, you've got to, you know, see where all this stuff is coming from. Okay, who's, who's talking to you? You know, it's not you because your authentic self, you got to sit there in your authentic self mm -hmm. and ask for help ask for help and allow the messages to come through and just stay aware. So I, of Beautiful. course, all the training and all the help you've given me to move along my path has been, you know, key to all of this. So I'm just kind of telling everybody else about all this wonderful stuff. And uh, yeah, so Beth's a great person to work with. I really resonate with her. And um, yeah, we've been working together quite a long time. We sure have. And you know, the, I didn't say this um, earlier, but I will now. Pat is one of the reasons that this next level of the masterclass is even happening. And I didn't know it until I uh, got the, the zing in my head to do it at like one o'clock in the morning and sat up and writing all this stuff that's coming through in an email to send to all the people. And then Pat said, thank goodness, I've been holding space for you to open to what is the next level for us, because I, I knew this was not the end. And I was actually like, wow. And one other person, Carrie, was doing the same thing. And one other person. So that's the power of holding space and connecting into the frequency of the experience you want to have, even when it's not happening yet, because I was very clear this is it, guys. You know, if you want to work with me one on one, you can join uh, be you, as you are in the monthly energy healing circle. But there's no more masterclass level. We're done. Well, no, we weren't done. But <laughs> I had to allow the align alignment of divine timing of the work that you guys were doing, because I, I had fixed my left brain that we were done. So I was not really open to receiving what else was possible until you guys created the space and held that frequency. So thank you for that and for your beautiful example of how to make this work, because, yes, the people will come and it will be a wonderful experience. And Penny is delighted that she is not going to be somewhere apart from her beloved. Oh, yeah, she's a, she's a sweetie. Well, thank you. I know I need to, you know, I'm learning how to connect with that sweet girl and trying to figure out what she's trying to tell me. And uh, yeah, so. Yeah. And trust, as you said, is key. Trusting. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Beth. And thank you, Pat. I'm, I'm glad you're here to experience this. Thank Alara. Uh, 
thank you also thank, for thank you pat thank you for sharing you bet and you're absolutely right it is all about trust right and the more that we can trust the situation what we're in trusting ourselves trusting our connection with the divine with our guides and the messages that we do get and then acting on it and part of the trust is also trusting that you know like we talked uh, talked about at the beginning all is well if you stay in the yes. present moment stay in your body all is well everything is well and you beth and your 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 group they co-created that new um program you yes know, like you you you, you all co-created together right that's right because we are all one we are all working yep. together no one is working by themselves right we're all we're no all we're not together. unless unless you're isolating which you can't do you you can you can close down and refuse to receive i mean that if you I'm, I'm delighted that we didn't go through my story very much because you know if you want to hear my story check my youtube channel look on the earlier version and you'll hear more of the story exactly but the, but the short version is i pretty much jumped off a cliff at the age of 53 and quit being a lawyer and moved out to california i had all these plans and ideas of how i was going to make a living and make it work and none of that happened it all unfolded in divine order because i trusted again though i had to be brought low to be able to do that and it's not necessary. You don't have to be ready to just give up on yourself and your life in order to be able to trust and take the steps forward. You can do what Pat is doing and trust that this is all coming together in this way for a reason. And I'm going to not let my fear and the limiting ideas, I can't afford this. I don't know who would be, I can't book this. I mean, if she had given in, by the time she found the people who would room with her, the house might have been gone. Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. because she trusted it all aligned. And, and that's what I learned on my journey was that nothing happened the way I thought that it was supposed to happen, but it all happened the way it was meant to happen. And here I am. And I've been out here 11 years. I've been doing this work full time for six years. And if you had told me 12 years ago that this is where I would be doing what I would be doing, I'm like, you're crackers. That's not happening. I'm not doing it. When I first started doing this work, <laughs> all I did was angel readings. And I was okay with that. Now, why I thought that was okay and energy healing was weird, other than the fact that my mom's a lapsed energy healer and in the 90s was doing energy healing. So I might have had some judgment around that's weird. I'm not, well, I thought that it was weird that that might have been part of it. But the truth is I had to be busted out by the divine to even move into the fullest expression. And I'm not done. I mean, it's got, there's more. I mean, things are happening in the last couple of weeks. I, my um, Claire gustatory sense, which is smelling and tasting is so heightened that I know something is happening and more is coming. So don't be comfortable with where you are, but don't get stuck there because more is going to become, it's always, as you said, you're never done until you, the, the day you make your transition. Yeah, and, and so, even then you're not done, you know? No, no, you're just in a different plane, in a different dimension, doing something different. But yeah. um, when Pat first connected with me, she thought what I was doing was weird, but she, let her i thought it was weird when i started doing it too but we didn't let that stop us we moved into trust and to hear her say what she just said about how she's 
so quickly resolved this condition, if you will, that the left brain could have talked her out of, the ego could have talked her out of it. You can't afford this. It's not going to happen and could have sabotaged the whole thing. Instead, she's trusted and she knows it's going to be how it's going to be and work out the way that it is meant to be because she has opened the space and created a connection with the experience that she wishes to have. And I can just feel how favorable it's going to be. So everybody listening, don't be, don't give in to the fear. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge you're afraid. I was scared to death when I moved out here. And I made myself very small in the beginning because it was very unclear how the whole thing was going to work out financially. And, I, and, and that too was a gift because it brought up all the things and patterns, limiting ideas, paradigms, ancestral programming around money that I have been working out as I move down this path. So part of me moving out here, not having anything work out the way I thought it was, was a part of the process that I needed to go through to embrace what more was possible for me. And it all starts with trust. You are not alone. We are all connected. And thank goodness for your show and, and, and the opportunities that are available for people to hear this kind of stuff for free. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's, yep. you don't have to go to a, a university to learn about this. You just have to be available and receptive to what's out there. Exactly. So There's you. so much information that we've talked about today. Even, even the, the short activation we did earlier in the call, <laughs> right? Which was not planned, but it just happened. Totally spontaneous. <laughs> I love it. I love it when that happens. But um, I, I know we still want to do, you know, your activation, activation, and we still want to talk about the packages. It's like we've, we've gone all over the place. We've talked about so much. It's like it's been amazing. But we have to remember before I know the, the point, point, right? What's the point? <laughs> We're also here to, you know, talk about the packages, the special offers. So um, I'm going to share my screen. <clears throat> My voice is, I swear to God, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to share my screen as we talk about the, the package, packages that are available from Beth. There's package A and B. So Beth, let's talk about this. This is the transforming your soul nature, unite your subconscious with a divine feminine and flow on purpose and abundance with Beth. So let's talk about the what's included. So package nope, A. That's it. That's what it is. <laughs> well, there's so... Package A and package B, the distinguishing factor is that package B is costs a little bit more, but you get to work with me one-on-one. And that is important because we all need help. And while the packages are designed for self-help, there's a lot of uh, MP3s that come from the um, monthly energy healing circle that I do, and also so, uh, the Fibonacci spiral, which is working with the or the Fibonacci sequence, the working with sacred geometry. Those are very powerful. There's uh, PDFs. There's written stuff. There's all all that you need if you take full advantage of everything that's in package A and actually work it will help you move forward into trust, into manifesting the experience that you seek to have and uh, being able to bring that to you. There's a workshop that involves some teaching about the brain and how it works. And then a quantum energy lab where we get together as a group and do 
pretty much what we were, are doing with the Q&A here. It's mm -hmm. more concentrated. There is a, a tighter M field, if you will, because it, it will be limited. The, the workshop uh, quantum energy lab is limited to those who purchase a package. And that means that our energies come together and create a morphogenetic M field that expands everything that all the members are are working to achieve and manifesting how to move you know through whatever your stage you're in whatever place you're in to transform your soul nature and and allow that heart the divine feminine to be what leads you so that you can flow on purpose and manifest abundance not just parking spaces but greater health better relationships look it matches different colors but it's very close to what you have on your wall that mm -hmm. image that just came up so um the, the the package is rich in order to help you have the tools that you need to move forward i wouldn't be doing my job if i required that in order for you to heal and move forward and expand and manifest and all of that 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 required you to come to me for the rest of your life that's not how i see it if i'm doing my job you stay with me long enough that you are where pat is and beyond and then you don't need it unless you just want the support and the fun, but you don't need it. Pat didn't need me now because she's been working with me for a couple of years. And so that's what the richness of the package brings to you are the tools that you can use to move into that space of flowing in abundance on your own. And then in terms of the um, session that we, we would do if you buy package B, where you get the 30 minute private session, that one is focused, the, the session will be whatever you need it to be. It will also allow focus on you realigning with your head, your heart, your gut, so that the heart, the divine feminine that coming through your right brain is what leads. And even if you already have that capacity to trust and allow, you can expand it and go deeper always. Mm -hmm. Awesome. And then, you know, there is for a special bonus for package B, if you purchase before January 30th, you also receive a three month subscription to Beth Monthly Energy Healing Circle. <clears throat> I swear to God. And you know what? I don't, it's just a coincidence because the five days happens to be, but that's my birthday. <laughs> January 30th. So if you have been or are feeling called to work with me, I would definitely recommend that you jump on the birthday bandwagon and get that bonus because we do some really powerful work in that monthly energy healing call. I've got to tell you, it's really amazing to see this the way you're scrolling because most of the calls I do are audio and it's so cool to see my package just right there. Exactly, right? Yeah, I cannot talk. So again, um, package A is 127. And, you know, because I offer the 10% gift for everyone, take advantage of that as well. Use the 10% code TACS10. Package B is 197, but that also includes the 30 minute personal session with Beth and the bonus three month subscription to her energy healing calls if you purchase by her birthday. 
January 30th. Well, I'm glad you told us because otherwise, you know, I would not have known. So at least then I can wish you properly. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I it's not on Facebook or anything. I so if you if you don't know when it is, you're not gonna you're not gonna be told. And I'm really not on Facebook enough to see everything. So I'll be honest, I'm I'm not on that much. I come on to do Same. a promotion and that's it. I jump on, jump off, I serve, and then I leave. <laughs> So again, um, the packages are available at lr.at forward slash show forward slash Beth one. I wish I could type it in the chat, but for some reason it never works when I copy paste. So I'm gonna just write it in for those of you who want it. So that is available. And um, Beth one, okay. So please do take advantage of that. And of course, the personal session, if you can, uh, I would highly recommend it as we've seen how Beth works during this call. We, we did a few, you know, caller questions and then we're gonna do another bigger activation now, but you'll get a chance to see how she works one-on-one. -on -one. And so I would highly recommend it because it's something we all need right now. We all need the support. Sometimes we need, you know, some clarity. Sometimes we need some clearing. You know, so give yourself that gift. And of course, you also will receive the three months of the energy healing calls with, with Beth as well. So that's powerful. If you look at all the testimonials on the, uh, in the email or on the, on, the, on the special offer page, there's so many and they're like amazing. I was reading through them all. And I was like, oh my God, wow, wow, wow. It's like, <laughs> Beth is doing a great job, right? So please do take a look at those as well so that you can see for yourself you know, how, how magnificent and wonderful she is. Okay. Um, thank you. <laughs> oh, Anna, Anna, thank you. Beth is the best. This last year of working with her has moved me beyond my wildest imagination and more is to come. Please consider this offer. <laughs> Amen. I love it. I, it's so, I mean, I just get chills. I'm, I'm just so grateful for your kind and loving words and those of the people who've already worked with me because my heart is this is my heart and soul work I mean I always have been who I am but I wasn't as directly connected to it as I needed to be to bring forth all of this and I couldn't do this by myself I I, I the the divine team that I have is huge and I also need you guys because if I don't have someone to work with and to serve, I can still do the work and I do all the time. I'm constantly sending light and energy where it needs to be and holding space and all of that. But we need more of us doing that. We need more of us to be really clear on what we need to do. And if you'll think back to the process we went through um, with the woman who had her house burn and was getting a massage. I mean, I love that vulnerability that she just jumped on the, on the call while she's getting a massage. But part of what you saw there is what I'm about. I want you to be empowered to do what needs to be done for you without having to pay somebody else. So be willing to pay now so you don't have to pay later. Absolutely. I totally agree. I'm all about empowerment. I don't want to you coming to me for the next five years, every month kind of thing. I do not want that. Because right. I think, you know, you can do that for yourself. I mean, I know how important getting support is. I have received support in the past when I really needed it. And I'm so fortunate and blessed that I had that. I would not have made it to this point if I hadn't. Um, but now, you know what? I don't have to have that much support as I used to but I had it at the beginning right. when I really needed it. 
So now I'm, I'm pretty good, but there are still moments I was like, I gotta make that phone call. <laughs> right, right. We all need help and support all the to all, we'll always need it, but we won't need as much because once you educate yourself and get all the, the, the tools gathered into your tool belt and move into a state of being where you're able to trust, then you will need less. It's just more maintenance and support as opposed to fix me. Yeah, exactly. It's not about fixing me. It's about, okay, can you please help me to empower myself to move forward on my own? Thank you. Right. So absolutely. Yes. I, I just, I just noticed Dave, can you have your um, microphone unmuted? Did you have a question? They, no. Okay. Perfect. I'm just checking. Um, all right. So let's go and do the activation before it's it too late before it's tomorrow <laughs> i feel like we could keep going but i know we have we have to did you and, ask me if i had a question sorry destiny go sorry, ahead did you ask me if I... no do you, do you have a quick question do you have a quick question oh i'm just i'm having some serious issues with my inner child she's like freaking out Okay. You're causing me to get attacked. Okay. So what is coming through destiny is that you need to take charge of your inner child, call her in and recognize her and then tell her, okay, this is what we're going to do. It's treat her as you would a child. She's trying to show you what's happening and where you need your attention to be focused and what you need to do. And because you're, there's fear based stuff happening that's coming up with you, she's moving harder and keeps trying to get your attention to move beyond the fear. So you want to find that state and place in you where you can take charge connect with her, use that soul to soul process that we were talking about with the woman whose friend is making his transition. You want to envision your high, uh, inner child and your higher self having a soul to soul conversation when you're in meditation or out in nature, somewhere where you feel very connected so that you can reboot what's happening to you being the one who's in charge and her being the one who's showing you what you need to see, but not running the day and causing problems. The problems are coming up in, 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 in two, from two angles, that you have some fear about what she's doing, and then you are also giving your power away to her. She's a messenger. She's not the boss. You're the boss. And I can hear her say, that's not true. She's not the boss of me. Excuse me. She is the boss of you. Destiny is the boss of you, Ooh. little girl. So you need to take charge. To make sense? I know your bandwidth is low, so I hope that makes sense. Because yeah. let us move into the activation. And then you can see some of the ways that I use to set people up to connect in so that you can then open that heart space and have these conversations with your inner child. Take your power back from her. She's only a messenger. She is not the boss of you. Awesome. It's a beautiful sunny day there where you are, but even though it looks cold. Yes. <laughs> Thank but you. It's 
beautifully sunny. All right, so we're gonna do the activation. Thank you, Destiny. Um, and just for everyone to know, we are going to be muting our video, okay? Because we don't really need the video now, all right? So in case anybody's wondering, yes, there will be no video, all right? We're just gonna be an audio activation, okay? Beautiful. So are you turning the video off or does everyone need to do it themselves? I'm doing everybody it myself. needs to do them themselves. All right. So everybody, including you, Alara, turn your video yeah, yeah, off. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the reason we do this is that we want our attention turned in, not out. So close your eyes and take a deep breath in, pausing at the top, and then let go the exhale with some sound. Bring your attention to your third eye between your eyebrows in the center of your head and drop it down to your heart space. Imagining that you're standing inside your heart and from the very center of your heart, you're going to send a divine white diamond white light up through your throat, your third eye and out your crown into the furthest reaches of the galaxy where you will see, sense, feel or just imagine that there's a divine star that has your name on it. You're going to lasso that star with your white light and wrap it around a few times so that you're securely connected to the heavenly truth of all that you are. Now let that star power run down your white light, feel it re-enter your crown and flow it back to the center of your heart. I think we might have lost Beth, but I'm sure she'll come back. So just gonna wait a minute.
unless you're back left, but on the phone. Don't think so, but maybe. So everyone just stay in your heart space while we wait for Beth to come back. I'm so looking forward to this activation. <clears throat> I'm not sure if her phone died or her computer died. I'm just waiting for her. Sometimes, you know, see if she has to reboot or something, just waiting for her to come back. Okay, maybe see. Hmm. I don't know, Pat, if you're back on the phone. If you're on the phone, unmute yourself. I'll give it another minute. Just receive the activation anyways. Continue to receive. And if not, then we will have to call it a day. Oh, 
Oh, she's she's not on here on the Zoom unless she's on here on the phone, which I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm, she's not here here. She got kicked off, looks like. So <laughs> maybe, you know, we are in Mercury retrograde, retrograde, so it could be, you know, anything could have happened, technical difficulties, et cetera. You know, stuff happens in, in Mercury retrograde, right? So what can you do? <laughs> all right. So it's all good. Just continue to receive the activation because she already started it, right? So continue to receive it and know that you will receive it fully and in the highest and best way possible. All right, everyone. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. And until next time, may you continue to be blessed with an abundance of joy, peace, love, happiness, prosperity, and radiant health. Sending you all much love and blessings always. Bye for now. Thank you, everyone.